What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? Um, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and checking us out. I appreciate it. Uh, I have a fun one for you today. Tim Carr, the Midnight Owl, Mr. Owl at the Moon himself, joins me via technology. And we get down. Is a, this is a roller coaster. It started off, we wanted to do another tribute to Smod, and we wanted to just have like a couple fun stories and uh, make fun of those stories and maybe have some fart jokes in there and some dick jokes and it just got we this is a roller coaster there's a lot going on in this this um we talk everything from political gain political loss uh civil rights uh, racial racial rights racial movements uh like the me too oh, this is everything plus we ended off with the Troy app it there's a, there's a lot going on if you're new to the after 30 podcast this is kind of what it's all about um yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be a crazy one. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Tim Carr and me, the Smada Coaster. This is the Not After 30 Podcast. A podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. Okay, it's recording. Recording. All right. Um, so... Let's see here. <laughs> All right. Buddy, it's been so long. Oh, my God. Forever and a day. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to just get into recording or do you want to shoot the shit first? Ah, let's just get into it. We'll see what happens. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? I'm recording live and direct in the new, new Billy Shears podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario, on the Skype call with me. You know him as Midnight Owl. I know him as Midnight Owl. On the line with me, the Midnight Owl, Mr. Tim Carr. What's up, baby? Hoot hoot. Out of hibernation, oh, back into the real world. Atta boy. Welcome back. Did you have to dust off your mic? Yeah, a little bit. There was, you know, a couple of dog hairs on the uh, <laughs> on the foam. <laughs> Clear that all out so I'm not popping my peas. Very good, very good. Uh, we're using the great service that is Skype. Again, we're not sponsored by Skype yet, but yeah. um, it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about later. So I just want to put that little feather in the cap for everyone listening. But Tim, I want to catch up. It's been some time, my man. How are you? Oh, I'm oh. pretty good, bud. <laughs> what, a, what a boy. I, you know what? I burned me on my own rule. You burned me on my own rule. I, I'm drinking a steam whistle right now. I'm halfway through the bottle. I had a delicious dinner, and I made the mistake of overeating and then eating an edible. So I don't know when this podcast is going to kick in because usually on an empty stomach, I give myself about 30, 30 to 40 minutes. But on a full stomach, it could be like two hours from now. Oh, yeah. It's Russian roulette. It could be 20 minutes or two hours. You never know. It's half the fun, actually, about taking edibles is you don't really know when it's going to kick in. And uh, you, we, we've talked about it before on the pod before, <clears throat> but um, uh, the the consumption of edib- uh, of uh, cannabis and how you enjoy. I've recently started toking with my wife, and I don't really enjoy it all that much because I'm not a smoker. But I'm sure if I was a smoker, I would enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So toking with your wife has that been like a bonding experience at all? Um, it has been be- because I cannabis shamed her for like a decade 
um, now it, it, she, she's just like, oh, you think you're cool, eh? You think you're cool? You're going to have some weed with me, man? Um, <laughs> have you tried to so- mansplain anything to her about weed yet? Like, <laughs> um, actually, this is how the cannabinoids work and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's so funny because whenever – because I, I do all the ordering um, for, for our cannabis needs. And I always ask her, like, do you want a sativa or antico? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, how do you not know? You literally have like 15 years experience and you don't know. She's like, uh, no, I just, I always trust her dealer was her best friend's brother. So it wasn't, so he would be like, Oh, you'd like this. And she would just take it and be like, cool. And yeah, so it always blew my mind that 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 was her like approach to it where I need to research everything and then cross reference it with someone who knows before I get into it. Um, she just, she just like, yeah, uh, word of mouth. It was okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I that's to- uh, been like a big divide from what I've seen between uh, like most of the lifelong smokers that I know, you know, most of us, like we all agree. Uh, how do I say this? Everyone agrees. Like, I just like weed. Like you give me any weed, I'm going to smoke it and it could be shitty weed. It could be great weed. I'm probably going to enjoy it. But like at a certain point, like there's some of us that have gone off in the different direction is like, no, but we have options now and know what we can get. So why don't I try to get the weed that's right? As opposed yeah, I, to just like having to nod along with someone as they're like, oh, yeah, this is a purple rhino and it's going to give you a head eye. And you're like, you're lying to me. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know any. You don't know Jack. Um, I'm going to buy it, but you don't know. My my always my uh, my goal is even when I catch a buzz, I still want to be somewhat um, active or proactive in what I'm doing. So a, a lot of times I'll be like, okay, I'm going to catch a little bit of a buzz and then I'm going to get this done. And then I'm going to probably just have a snack and then I'm going to go to bed. Um, mm-hmm. but what ends up happening is I catch up. Like once a buzz hits me, I all like, for example, like right now I, I'm, um, I'm trying to customize a bobblehead after uh, chatting with the Catman last week or two weeks ago, I've kind of been inspired to try, try my hand at it. And I got the shaky hands already, so I had all the paint out and the brushes. And all I did was, when I got high, I was like, I'm not fucking going to do any of this stuff. I ended up putting everything away and then just dancing in the kitchen for like half an hour and then making <laughs> a snack and going to bed. So, yeah. You got to uh, put some uh, update photos as you're working your way through that on the uh, Instagram. I'd love to check it out, see the progression. You know what? I, I, I've, I've got the beginning photos and uh and right now i'm just at the priming and and taping stage but i will i will yes i will man um okay so yeah that's a little little swerve but um what have you been up to you've been hiding in the woods uh howling at the moon oh my god man um so last we spoke i was pre-approved for a mortgage and i was looking at housing and stuff and uh everything was going by pretty good but uh the market down here is absolutely insane um like $200,000 wrecks of houses are going for a hundred thousand dollars over asking. And like, I know that's the same everywhere. It's been true in Toronto for a long time, but it's so competitive down here. Like anybody in my price range, we just, you can't afford to get in. It just seems like more and more people are showing up to the area all the time. So yeah, that was like a big disappointment and I'm trying to like reevaluate and stick and move find the next plan see what'll work but uh that kind of got me down and then all of a sudden it was like fucking groundhog's day for work because like i work in food manufacturing we'll say and you know i 
go to work and the people I work with are pretty responsible. Like I don't distrust anybody there. I like everybody I work with, so I don't think they're going out and doing the whole beach scene or anything. But like, uh, yeah, it's just like you go to work, you see everybody there. They've only ever seen their family and you. And then just all of a sudden it's Groundhog's Day, six yeah. months in of just like, this is the exact same day over and over again. <laughs> so I was just it, like starting to lose my mind. And, and that's fair because I don't think anyone can really go through the motions consistently like that and then and not feel a little crazy. It's going to be interesting after all this is said and done. Like, and I know like we're just going to kind of blow past the COVID thing because everybody's doing it, but uh it, everybody's got this shared experience and it's like the same and different in different ways. Cause I know like you had to be home for all that time. And like that had to have been tough, man. But like the, uh, the, uh, the other ones of us, the essential workers, like it's a completely different experience in that. Like our lives didn't really change until like all of a sudden it's fucking six months later. And you're like, all right, I need a break. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was tough the first two weeks because I was out of my routine and you know all of a sudden I'm I'm full time kid kid watcher and all that was was difficult to kind of get adjusted to. But after after those two weeks, I was like I was transported to thirteen year old me and I was in summer vacation and I felt I felt good. But um, getting back to work, the fir- the first five weeks back to work were pretty crazy, long long days, fully booked all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I'll tell you about this, like, fuck my life moment, which was, uh, it was a couple weeks back. I was driving home after a killer day. So busy day, like just like no time. I had 15 minutes all day to, uh, to have a quick bite to eat and then back to work. We're talking 11 hour day and that's 11 hours, just straight on the floor working and no, no, no stopping, no sitting down, just go, go, go. Yeah. I get this new new client, friend of a friend. It wasn't she's not even a friend, she's just like an acquaintance that drove all the way from Cambridge and uh I didn't hit the mark. She was she was upset, she didn't like it. It was it it was a really hard bitter pill to swallow, especially when you you uh, most days in and out, you know, I'm I'm hitting the mark on everything. Yeah. And uh so it so it was real kind of shitty and then so well, that's when you fun. smile at her and like, well, you shouldn't have left the bubble because you're two hours away from where you should be. This is a lot your fault. Yeah. Get out of just, here. Just turn it on her like a pure Gen Xer. <laughs> like, if you didn't come in today, you wouldn't have had this messed up hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leaving the bubble. I could have. I, I could have. It's just not in me. But um, so that wasn't even the worst. That was actually the better part of my bad day. I, I leave work. I'm tired. I'm hungry. And it's the first big thunderstorm we had in those series of big thunderstorms that we had. And I, I lost vision while driving. So my drive home is really easy. Once I get, once I get um, out of, out of the, the plaza I work in, I hit a main road and basically drive straight for 15 minutes. And then I make a right and then I left and I'm home. So it's, it's fairly easy. It's a, a round trip is usually 15 to 20 minutes. It's not that bad. Oh, but. Yeah, it's but there's this one part in the road that you uh, you kind of drive over and uh, uh, you drive over an underpass, and then the road swerves a little bit, not a lot, but a, a slight change, and then there's a, a cutoff to like a 407 patrol 
parking lot or whatever. And I lost, I lost vision where that swerve happened. Now I've driven that for 15 years. I knew it was there. So I turned the wheel a little bit, but I didn't hit in the medium and fuck up my tires. So in this, in this crazy thunderstorm, I pull off to the side, car zooming by me. It's nine o'clock at night. It's dark. It's actually past nine o'clock. It's closer to 10 o'clock at night. Everything's dark and I've, there's still traffic on this road and it's a thunderstorm. So I can't change my tire because I could have, but I wasn't going to do that in a thunderstorm on a semi busy road. So I, we, I, yeah, it would make sense. I, I had a, I have a buddy who is, who has a towing company. I called him. I'm like, I need some help. His name's Fab. He's like, he's like, what the fuck did you do now? I'm like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, All right, I have a guy out there in 15 minutes. So like half an hour later, this guy shows up. The storm has passed at this point. I should just change my tire and took off. Uh, but I got this guy to tow me and he to- tows me home. I changed the tire. The, my rims warped, like everything's a mess. Like just all the bad news you want to hear. I put the spare tire on. I go to bed. I'm just like, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, I don't want to talk about anything. I just want to go to bed. She's like, okay. Like I had keep, I would given her updates, but it was yeah. just bad. It was just like a, a shitty situation to, to a long day. And then I, I go to bed, wake up next morning and I work in a plaza that has a Canadian tire and everyone says the same thing about mechanic issues. Don't take a Canadian tire. But all I needed them to do was put a tire on a rim and you think that'd be okay. Tim, yep. do you think it was okay? Oh God, it, life is never that fucking easy. You just need a break. It's right there. Reasonable price. You can get in and out. Done. Go about your day. Yeah, I'm guessing it didn't work out. That that was a plan, my man. Uh, the the guy's like, I said to him, hey, um, I have a flat tire. I have my spare on. If you guys could just swap out the tire, I bought the tires here. You can you just look it up and just match it up. He's like, oh, you're in luck. The, the tire that we need is actually on sale. It's at 80 bucks. I'm like, oh, that's great. Awesome. He's like, but the other ones are pretty worn out, so I'm going to recommend you swap them all out, seeing that they're on sale. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's do it. So like, he, he tacks on all these extra fees. There's also a, a disinfectant fog fee that they oh, insist fuck. that you – Yeah, that they insist that you do, uh, but they don't – they're like, uh, we, we won't work in your car unless you do this. And we're going to charge you $10 for it. So on top of my, like, at this point, like $400 bill, it was actually closer to 500 bucks, but they want to charge me an extra 10 bucks. At this point, I don't care. I just want it done. And then I get a phone call like three hours later saying that it's done, but we noticed this other issue with your car. Um, and it's about $1,100 to fix. I'm like, sir, could you explain it to me? I don't know a ton about cars, so keep it really lame. And for the safety, for the well-being of everybody's ears, I'm just going to zoom by it. Long story short, piece of the car that holds a strut was damaged which was offsetting the strut but they don't the mount they don't sell on its own so you actually have to buy the mountain strut on its own and because huh. of that it's like a, yeah it's like five hundred dollars to replace it too on top of like the eleven hundred dollars that they wanted from everything else and i i just said to the guys like you know what i no offense or anything dude but like i've just had a shitty 24 hours i'm gonna take it to my mechanic he's like yeah no problem he's like you're gonna notice the car is uh, gonna feel fine but it's not so I took my mechanic, and he just he basically said that what they their assessment was wrong. This is what it is. It's going to be about five five hundred bucks, um, but we're going to set you up right. And they did they did all the work. The car's fine now. There there is yeah. some some other things I have to do, but anyways, it's just like a shitty day, and it was just like uh, it's just like a kick in the pants when like for four four and a half weeks it's just been a madhouse. It was really the the pinnacle of shittiness. Everything else is pretty good. I had one client who didn't want to wear a mask, but that was just like the, the, the one part of my day that really fucked me over. 
Yeah. Well, man, like having talked about like the the gray clouds that seem to have rolled in, like I know we're in the middle of summer, but it just feels like fucking overwhelming. Uh, you called me the other day and reached out and just to see if there was a new episode coming out or if I wanted to get behind the mic and record, not to, you know, part the kimono too much, but uh, just want to say thanks, man. Like, uh, oh. fuck, it just feeling overwhelmed and then just kind of realizing like, it's all fucking nonsense. We're going to make it by this, get back to whatever normal is going to be after this. I'm going to figure out my next plan, but uh, I don't know. It's just nice having a friend reach out like that and just see what's up. Oh, thanks, brother. Well, hey, you know, it, it's weird because you're you're usually like a really good guy for like messaging and messaging back. And we have like a, a group thread and you're usually active on there. But I noticed you kind of dipped off and I was like, yeah, hope everything is OK. I just at first I, I thought you were just busy with with house house hunting and maybe you found something you liked and you were moving towards it so you're just busy. But when I didn't see any any new um, episodes of of the owl, I was like, okay, something might be up. So I just want I just want to touch ground because you know you're a buddy and I want to make sure you're okay. And then also I'm a big fan of the show, so I just wanted to make sure everything was good. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. You just uh, good. You're too close to quarters for this many adults, so I'm hopefully finding like yeah. my own apartment or something. Like you know that meme about The Shining? It's getting closer and closer all the time. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is like oh, it's that's... no one's fault. No one's a villain. No one's doing anything evil. It's just like we all need our own space or <laughs> fucking bloody we elevator, may... man. <laughs> we may not all make it. <laughs> no. And I'm the youngest, most spry. I don't think that puts me in the lead. <laughs> I got a good edge. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so you got there's another episode of the the owl coming up. What's what what is it? So it's gonna be about gnomes, specifically garden gnomes. Um get a touch back on like uh some adventures we had in high school, uh going around and liberating a bunch of them. At a certain point, I think we had over 40 gnomes we had liberated from bad homes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. It should uh, be a good one. Yeah. It, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, look for that, I think, Sunday, folks, depending on when this comes out. You know, if this isn't released for a week and then I still got time to procrastinate. Yes, uh, it won't be. So you you got some time, my man. Mm. So... Uh, one of the things that Tim and I um, swoon over is one Kevin Smith. You guys might have heard an episode uh, where we we pay tribute to the Smile cast and the, our love for Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier and what they do. And of course, and the guys from Tell Him Steve, Dave. Of course, that's big for you, Tim. Um, so you know, Tim and I can ramble about podcasts and that kind of stuff. But what I really enjoy is paying homage. Or homage, depending on how where you are in Canada, to Kevin Smith and Smodcast. And I was hoping we would both have like a kind of like a weird story that we could share and then kind of bullshit about, kind of like we did in the last app. If you missed that last app, I'm not too sure what number it was, but it, you'll see. Oh, what did it say? Do uh, you remember what it's called, Tim? Um, no, but I can check the feed real quick while you uh, banter. Something yeah, to do with killer good. bees. Yeah, <laughs> you sound like that. Well, basically what the, the, the point is, uh, Tim and I are both found one story that's kind of wacky, kind of weird, and we're, we're just going to read the story, the, the pointer notes of the story, and then we're just going to kind of build a story around this story and give us uh, give our opinions on it. And I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be funny, and I think we'll have a good time with it. 
we did last time at least, and what we talked about like Elon Musk's child's name, what it could be, um, the killer bees, and what to do with them. Uh, I feel like we're missing like one other one, but yeah, we get. Did you find it by any chance? I, or I'm, um, I still, I'm just going back now. Uh, uh, Netflix Love is Blind. I think it was after that. It was after that, yeah. Oh, That's I see worth. Chalupa's back. Yeah, yeah. Good. Everybody's coming yeah. to the woodwork. You know, finally, he came back with a fire episode all about, no joke, genital herpes. Herpes in general and living with the stigma. And if, if first of all, kudos to him because I don't think I could – handle that topic without making a whole bunch of jokes, inappropriate jokes. Um, but he, he did like such a great job with it. He, he really gave the topic the respect it deserves. And I'm very proud of him for the, the interview he did and his guest, um, her name's Laura Truman. She was incredible opening up and really kind of sharing, sharing the experience and what, what happened, how, what happened, what living with gentle herpes really means. And even like, she's at the point now where it's not even like something she talks about on the second or third date. She puts it on her dating profile. Like that's how comfortable she is living with, um, an STI. So yeah, I, uh, I heard the first, like, uh, I think 10, 15 minutes of it and fuck, is she ever well-spoken and just chill and straightforward? Cause I don't, I don't know how I'd react if I, I had that, but you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't sound like something that's life threatening or serious. Of course, you have to be open and honest, and she was definitely advocating for that. But uh, it's uh, it was a really interesting conversation of something that just doesn't ever really get talked about. It, it, it's incredible, you know. I I know probably ten or fifteen girls with HPV, um, but HPV doesn't really have the same stigma as genital herpes general herpes is a big deal for a lot of people especially when you're uneducated about it this shines a little bit of light on that and like i said i'm very proud of aaron and i'm very thankful for someone like laura truman to kind of come in and talk it out i think they did a great job i found the answer did you find the answer find the answer i i don't know i haven't uh, i haven't finished the app yet is that a question that comes oh to the fucking Yes, I did. Yes. Episode yeah. 163, yeah. the Owl and NA30 play tribute to Smodcast. Well done, my man. Well Jesus, done. Jesus, I'm slow. And uh, happy so- fucking birthday to Kevin Smith, who turned 50 on Sunday. Oh, what, what are the chances? This, I didn't even know that awesome happy birthday, Kevin Smith. The pod brother. Yes, the pod one more. I, got, I just finished my steam whistle. I'm going to move over to Ace Hill. Hold on one second. Just oh, I'm just gonna go to my chiropractor and get an adjustment. Oh, perfect. Nicely done. Hmm. I'm on the Michelob Ultra right now because I lie Ooh. to myself and say it's a light beer and has less calories. Yeah, had a boy. You still working the numbers, the points? Ah, uh, fuck. No, I just I hated it so much. Like it was just such an impediment, even though I was having great uh, results with it. So I've just. Tried to do the calorie counting on my own, like just being aware, cutting out bread wherever I can. I've had a real hard time with it, and uh, I've fallen off the horse, but we're getting back on. Uh, We got got a trip to the cabin this weekend, which is usually a bunch of drinking and and eating shitty food. So starting next week, we'll be back on. Hell yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, So there's another thing I want to do, which was – play around at Truy, and we'll get to that after our stories. Uh, this is a blatant ripoff of the Michael Rappaport I Am Rappaport podcast. They do this. I heard it there. I thought it was hilarious, so I want to do it 
with Tim. So we're going to do it a little bit later. But first, let's get into the wacky stories. Tim, would you like to start? All right. So my wacky story or hmm, how do I put a caveat on this? That Sexual is a tough assault one. Is <laughs> not funny or wacky, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, the fucking Ellen DeGeneres thing. I don't know why. Like, this is the one that shocks me. But okay. uh, apparently any, Ellen had to send out an apology this week. And uh, she was apologizing to all of her staffers and stuff like that. I guess one of the executives had been inappropriate at a few parties, which I haven't heard exactly what he did. But essentially, he got drunk and groped women, which is never okay. Uh, it, not lessened by that or anything. But uh, a bunch of other stories are starting to, like, kind of surface about, like, how shitty Ellen is and just in general and, like, terribly mean she's to people. Ooh. And... Like, I've given up on pretending like celebrities are great people or as nice as they seem. But when I heard that, that was the first one in a while. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, Ellen's mean, too? <laughs> if Ellen's mean, then what What? What? what chances does anyone else have, really? Right? <laughs> she um, likes to dance in the streets. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is I, wa- I watched her stand up on Netflix and it, it's okay. I mean, if you, if you really like stand up, I would say it's probably like a three and a half out of five. Five being like Eddie Murphy delirious, like I'm not going to come back from this. My gut is permanently damaged from laughing so hard. Uh, it's probably like a three, three point five. It's not bad. It's not great. But in that, she talks about she doesn't even like dancing. And it just happened once, and it became like a thing. And so now she just always dances because it's expected of her. It's like a dance monkey, dance monkey thing, and she's not even a fan of it. Oh my god, really? Yeah. But, uh, th- you know, that kind of throws me for a loop. First of all, don't forget Ellen is a comedian at heart. She started as a comedian. She'll probably still be a stand-up after her show's done. And stand-ups are fucking savages, man. Like, I, I you know, I get it that she's in a, um, a different predicament being uh, openly gay celebrity. But, yep. you know, I, I, I can imagine when your name's on a show, sometimes you Christian bail that shit and you have to fuck some people up. And I'm okay with that, but it depends on how shitty she is because she seems, even though I, she seems pretty, like what he said seems pretty shitty, I still think she's probably a stand-up person. I think it's just some people trying to be bitter. Yeah, I'm trying to find some of the stories because they're they're coming out and they're like writing this stuff as if like uh, she is like a hell boss, like an insane person. Oh my God. Um, can I, I can I, find can, you look for something because I'm going to go on, on a little tangent here and okay. I want I want I first I want the disclaimer saying I don't want to take away from this movement but I, I want to just kind of point some things out about it it's a me too movement and you know I again I got I need to reiterate I'm not I don't try to put this set this um, movement back at all but the me too movement originated because a lady got passed over for a job to another female who she said was more attractive than her. And that was kind of the starting of the me too movement. What mm. it's kind of turned into is I don't think what it initially attended intended to do. And I, I was watch I only watched a little bit of it, but that's life with a toddler. But I, I listened to, um, I can't remember the founder's name. It's going to bother me now. I listened to her kind of talk about how the me too movement has, basically just turned into a male versus female or sorry, female versus male 
uh, argument. Like this guy, did, this guy wronged me at one point in my life. He now has to pay for it. Strike him with all of God's anger. And it really, it really throws me for a loop because I guess other than the, the people responsible for promoting this more attractive person, you know, I, I don't know how many guys really had to do anything with that. And it kind of threw me for a loop how this, this movement, this, um, I don't know what other way to put, uh, cultural um, shift. Cult, yeah. Cultural. I, I don't know how it, it got such, how it got sidelined so differently. I mean, maybe it was when the celebrities jumped onto it. Like when, uh, Rose McGowan and, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the other girl's name, but when they started putting out there that they were sexually harassed and they kind of hashtag me too, um, how that kind of changed it so much and it morphed into something that they, it wasn't the original intention. I hope that made sense. Yeah. Which I mean, like if that turned it into something more pure or tangible or better, like all the power to it. Cause like there, there's other movements happening now too, that like people want to take away from like the George Floyd thing. I've seen a lot about, and like, I, I know that those are two very different, but serious things. Like, Oh yeah, he had a criminal record or he was on drugs or something like that. We've, we've all seen the fucking video, man. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. It, it's, it's about the moment, not about what was happening. And for like, uh, like, and I agree with you, like the, uh, the me too movement, like maybe where it started is like, that's, it's an interesting starting point, but f- fuck yeah, man. Like you've got daughters, I've got nieces, like the shit that you see that happened to women or like, you know, like getting passed over or, you know, I guess we're talking about Ellen too, because like, I'm cautious about what I'm saying now because everyone's saying she's a hell boss. And like you pointed out, she's an old school comedian. She's 63 fucking years old. Like, she, who knows? She's, like, she's close to, get, I was just gonna say, she's close to get off my lawn. Hey, yeah. you know? So like, who, who knows like, uh, what she had to fucking do to get where she is and like the world had changed around her or something like that. But yeah, I, I heard like, ah, <sighs> <laughs> oh, like there'd be shit happening. Like, uh, we're, here's one. Um, they were having a, a birthday party and a character, uh, a caterer was grilling steaks outside for a lunch for everybody. And she sent someone down to demand that they stop cooking the meat because she doesn't eat any and just, like, get rid of it. So there was no lunch. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, some of it, like, there's words in here that I don't understand because I feel like there is more learning I have to do. Like, uh, microaggressions and stuff. I'm sure it's all real, but, like... I guess that comes like my privilege of showing or whatever. I'm like, what's, what's a microaggression? <laughs> if someone hasn't like struck you in the face or told you to fuck off, like what does that mean? <laughs> but yeah, I could understand like on a day to day constantly getting like pushed around and shit. Oh, eating shit never, never is good. Right. But I, I, I guess when, when it's a pack mentality too, you know, one person says one thing and then everybody else jumps on it. Yeah. Well, like I've learned to not really talk about certain subjects because like uh, I'm not a representative of the Métis Nation of Ontario, although I am one. I don't know that much about my cultural history, but uh, like in certain circles, if you were to mention that you're native, 
it'd be a room full of white people and they're going to tell you about how fucked up all of the Indians are and how much they take and how it's never going to stop. And like, you just got to sit there and be like, okay, yep. Oh yes. You're right about residential schools. You have a full working knowledge of that. And like, just quietly <laughs> shut your mouth because you're insanely outnumbered and no one's going to believe you. It's like, well, yeah. okay, but like everyone's being super racist right now. And I literally can't say anything. Yeah, that that's when you just start drinking for just just drink the pain away. Yeah. Oh, what is that? that your fire water? Oh, um, yeah. Highly insulting. <laughs> yeah. Sounds delicious, but highly insulting. Um. Yeah. I. I. I the the Floyd thing. The the um. The George Floyd thing really shocked me. Like I. I have friends who are officers. I have a friend who just became a, a, a sergeant for the for the Metro Police. I I fully I fully get police even though they get a bad rap sometimes. I fully support the police. Yep. That 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 shit that went that down, went down with George Floyd. You know, of course, a horrendous act and a terrible terrible thing that happened. But I I just what what really gets me about the George Floyd in particular is how he was made out to be a martyr kind of like, you know, it's not like he was a model citizen and a lot of people be like, Oh, he's turning his life around and blah, blah, blah. But like when the autopsy came out, like I posted this on our group chat and I got destroyed because of it. But you know, he had like four or five banned substance um, substances in his body. Um, and I'm not saying that's, that's a reason to kneel on someone. That's not what I'm trying to say, but my, my, uncomfortableness is how people have just turned him into like this demigod or, or this, this martyr, but it's like, come on, let, let's, let's not just like, did a man die? Of course. It was a bad, of course. Should the cop be punished? Of course. Yeah. But let's not make this guy a martyr. Like, let's also kind of call spade a spade and like, let's not get too carried away. None, none of the mainstream media covered it. it because if they did, they would have got destroyed because Absolutely. people would have felt it was, um, it was, uh, I don't know. Well, like, and I uh, think that we're saying the same thing in different ways. And like, we can completely agree that like the man did not deserve to die. The man did not deserve to die that way. The cop in this instance was absolutely murdering that guy, plain sight, daylight. And that speaks to a institutionalized racism. But the man himself was not a great guy, but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Very true, like true. who he was as a human being, it, like his life did not need to end in that moment. Um, like, and fucking, you know what? Yeah. 90% of the times the cops jobs, I fully support the cops. I know how hard their jobs are. I'm out to make it as easy as possible within our, you know, charter of rights and freedoms as possible. But you know, like you're signing up for a very difficult job yeah. and yeah, to to take someone down like that that's begging for their mom and saying they can't breathe. But, like, at the same time, you're right. Like, who he was up to that point, you know, like, why why are you now making him into somebody he doesn't need to be? Because at the same time, there's a lot of other great human beings that could have been that mantle and showpiece of, like, here's a fucking great person – human being that was taken away by the exact same instance of racism or, you know, fucking hatred like, uh, Trayvon Martin, 
Just some kid going to get fucking Skittles oh for his little God. brother during an NBA game. That one game. breaks my heart. Or, or Brianna Moore. Brianna no, Moore. Taylor. Brianna Taylor, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one breaks my heart, too. Like, those, those are the stories that really, really break my heart. Uh, George Floyd, like, I, I don't want to make a big thing on, on this, but it's, it's going to be. But um, if, if he was a model citizen like, like the other two victims, would have, would, have, would have it been that big of a deal? Because what I'm getting at is he would have never been in that position if he was a model citizen. He, he got busted for using a counterfeit $20 bill. You know, I mean, man, previous crew, you know, I, does it, does it, does it ward him to be pinned to the ground and, and suffocated? No, no. But when, when you see this cop, it was like five, nine, um, George Floyd, it was what, six, six, four, six, five or something like that. He's a, he's a really big guy. The cop obviously felt intimidated. That's why he did that to him. He all, probably wanted to shame him too, or, uh, or, or demasculate him or something. That's why he, he tried to pin him to the ground. So. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like it's such I'm a gonna story. agree to disagree with you on this point because if he was a model citizen, we, we've seen other model citizens die the exact same way, and you know, no, yes, well, not just well, black people. Um, right. What I don't, I don't mean it. I mean in the sense of if he was a model citizen, like not using a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. That's what I'm trying to get at. If he, if he was paying with a regular twenty dollar bill and not a counterfeit twenty dollar bill, he would I don't been think that's true because. Like, have you ever been followed around in a grocery store or something like that? Like, go into a convenience store with a book bag and, like, get followed around or side-eyed? Because, like, I've gone into plenty with a book bag and been fine. You see a black guy walk in behind you doing the exact same thing and they're getting followed? Like, that's kind of the point of, like, yeah, why am I have the benefit of innocence if I'm white? And, like, I know that, like shit like that comes up and like weird, strange shit happens when that, cause like, yes, he was using a counterfeit $20 bill, but like how many counterfeit twenties have you had in your possession in your lifetime? I'm going to probably guarantee you way more than you think. And, and you did, know, like, did you know, that, yeah, that's fair. Like, that's fair. You, meant. you know, like, cause shit just gets out of control sometimes. Like I've fucking, I think I told a story one time that like, when I was living out west, five times in two months, I was pulled over for a random seatbelt check. Oh. I don't know that many people that got pulled over for random seatbelt checks. Yeah. I mean, uh, does racial race, racial profiling exist? It does. But So, like, what, like yeah. what if I went for the glove box too quick in that instance? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was just coming home from work, but in that person's eyes, was I something else? And like, you know what? Maybe it's not. Cause I look really white. So I'm mostly white. So who knows? Like maybe it's just yeah. all up in my head, but you know, that's, I, I just haven't heard anybody else going through, you know, a bunch of random seatbelt checks by the same cop over the course of a couple months. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a fair, uh, a fair uh, statement. I, I don't. I just. I in in that case, I feel I have mixed feelings about it, and I know I sh- like. I feel like I shouldn't. I feel like I should just be, you know, on, on the same page as everybody else. And it just it feels a little weird to me, and it feels it feels like maybe there's more to that story that maybe I don't know about, or maybe that, that hasn't been like I I haven't followed it eagle eye or anything like that. But what I have read, 
So I don't know. One thing coming out of this that I would feel is inexcusable as us as Canadian citizens to protect the cops and to protect citizens is if we can come up with all this money for COVID, every single police officer needs to have the body cams and know how to use them and an accountability third party process to oversee how they're looked after so that there's never a fucking question. Let's protect our cops. There are so many good ones out there. And fucking, if they have video proof of exactly what happened, the way the interaction went, there's no, this is my side of the story. And yeah, shit can happen gray on film that you don't always know. But like, if fucking cameras are getting turned off and then shady shit happens, like fucking that one poor girl, I think she was in uh, New Brunswick, it was a wellness check that turned into her getting shot seven times. Like, oh my goodness. Who knows what happened? But if there was a body cam there, there would not be a question. Let's fucking protect our good cops. Make sure that they're covered because scary, terrible shit happens on the job. But yeah, like if we can come up with the money, we have to come up to the money to protect the people who are willing to protect us. Yeah, it's a thankless job. And I I think I think you're onto something. I think that that's definitely something that should be a little bit more common. I know the, the police officers that I know. They're not on board for that because sometimes this job is not fun and you have to say and do things that aren't fun. Um, so I'm sure nobody wants to be recorded in a situation like that. But my my one of my good buddies, he you know he's like you don't know what it's like busting into a drug house, having people shoot at you. Having he got struck in the head with a hammer. Like how crazy is that? Like I can only imagine how that rattles your brain. You know, like yeah. stuff like that is not fun. Stuff like that's not easy to deal with. Uh, two or three years ago, he had to, he jumped into a pond because some guy took his dog for a walk in the winter. His dog fell into the ice, and then the, do- the guy went in after the dog, started drowning. My buddy was the first on the scene, had to jump into his frozen leg, dealt with hypothermia in his hands for over a year. Wow. To de- to, yeah, and, and I mean, just because some, some guy took his dog off the leash, and then his dog got in trouble, and he had to chase the dog. Like, a very thankless job. And uh, for sure, repercussions. Him and I got into a huge argument in Boston when Colin Kaepernick decided to kneel. And I said, hey, it's freedom of speech. He can do that. And he turned to me and said, oh, so cop killing's okay. And I was like, whoa, we are on two different pages in this argument. Obviously, he deals with us all the time. Obviously, it's something that's always on his mind that he has to, he has to live with all the time. He doesn't even like people telling me telling people that we're around for the first time that he's an officer. It throws him off because he can't be himself, or they, and then people can't be themselves around him. So it's a very thankless job. So I think you're right. I think you you need to protect the boys in blue. I think you need to protect them from everything. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Like I understand how tough their job about- is, and you know what? Like I don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get them able to retire earlier so they can't get burnt out or whatever. But like, whatever, just need to protect them. Fucking look out for them, have their back. And then fucking none of this like wall of blue bullshit. If someone does something fucked up, they're fucking out, man. It's your job. You chose to get into there. No one's got a gun to your head, forcing you to still be there. Have a way out like another industry or job that they can get into once they're not good for being there anymore yeah so uh, yeah something something without a badge and a gun yeah like uh, yeah i don't know i just like i'm saying i think we agree 
got to protect the cops, love the cops. We might see some of this stuff slightly differently, but at the same time, like we're hitting the same points about like fucking no human life is, is worth that shit. I agreed. Agreed. Um, so I think we can safely say Alan DeGeneres is a pain in the ass to work for. Oh yeah. Confirmed. Story confirmed. And hopefully we can do another uh, update once more of these actual stories come out. <laughs> like her fucking insanity and evilness towards her staff. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I don't know. I, if, if, Alan's la- if Alan's yelling at me, I think in my head I'd just be like, I bet this is going to be the best punchline after. When she's done yelling at me, there's going to be a punchline. I'm going to die laughing. It's going to be hilarious. I, so if I worked for Ellen and she went off at me, I'd be waiting for that punch on the whole time. Or I'd be like, this is some kind of new prank show, right? Because Ellen, like we all seen Ellen on TV. She's amazing. <laughs> she Can't we just like, go back to dancing, Ellen? Cha-cha-cha. Yeah. <laughs> Remember. Ellen, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know you hated dancing. I'm telling Portia. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how Portia's dealing with all this. Because I thought she was a diva in the relationship. Yeah, fuck. That is, she was the funniest person on uh, fucking Arrested Development. Oh right? my god, she was even great better than the. Well, no, the mom was great. Yeah, you, that cast is just solid. Like everyone, Dave, David, what the fuck was? What's his name? Dave Cross. Dave Cross was my favorite on the show. <laughs> Tobias. Oh my god, so ridiculous. That whole story I, arc of him trying to join the Blue Man Group and just like. <laughs> Over the fucking years, how many, like, blue handprints just showed up in the house? Uh, I'm a never nude. <laughs> Not those Daisy Dukes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who thinks of this? Oh, my God. All right. So, Tim, my wacky story uh, is fresh, and I thought it was crazy. And I might be, I might be siding with that there's a true hero in the story. My story is Donald Trump versus TikTok. Oh, shit. So, Tim, let me ask you, are you on the TikTok? No. I've okay. fucking had people explain it to me, and it s- sounds just like vines. So I was just yeah. like, I've seen all this before. Like, I hope Watermelon comes back, but, like, I've got no interest. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I just feel like it's probably the platform that ages me. Uh, I think I've been on every other social platform up to that, uh, actually, except for Twitter. I've never been on Twitter, although the podcast has an account. You can follow us if you want, but we never we only post shows on. If I was going to follow the Not After 30 podcast yeah. on Twitter or Instagram, where would I go? Well, it's very simple, at NA30 podcast. Thanks, Tim. Oh, that's awesome. You could also follow the Midnight Owl on Instagram. I've deleted my uh, Facebook because I can't fucking stand it anymore. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough right now. Okay, oh, so boomers. <laughs> boomers talking about boomer shit. Uh, okay, so the story goes Donald Trump out of nowhere at a left field declares war on TikTok. Talk. Say excuse me, saying that he is planning to caput it in the in the US. Uh, the reason being, and most sources cite this, is that it's supposed to have loose relation to trading with China. They're apparently at an all-time low right now when it comes to trading with China. And this is one of China's major exports, is this, is this program. And he believes that when you, when you join TikTok, 
uh, you sign off the um, information that's on your phone. So uh, other than your name and email address, uh, access to your photos, all that stuff can now be checked through this app. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. There's actually a lot more information that they can pull from there, including your socials and um, passwords and all those other things. Oh, yeah. You're stepping into my conspiracy theory territory, man. I've uh, read up a little bit about this. It is, and you know what? This is, I'll tell you what, like Donald Trump and I have a whole bunch of things that are not in common. This might be one of the few things we have in common because I have a hard time. This, you know, we, we had Brian Smith and Aaron Chalupa back last September in the studio before we had walls talking about, um, oh shit, what's that phone company that the Chinese phone company? Huawei. No yeah. About, about their phones and how that information was getting sent back to China and sold to third, third, um, parties third party what were they called third third parties yeah like, yeah so yeah just different vendors and stuff like that as well as chinese intelligence right right and and also too like the the um the company that owns tiktok can't remember what it is like dance dance by ted or something like that and um by by ted dance um anyways they they have a whole bunch of chinese investors but they obviously don't state who the investors are a lot of people believe it's the Chinese government. Uh, how can you make an app this enjoyable for free? It doesn't make any sense. So, um, and then uh, we are holding custody of one of their top ranking um, uh, persons, I guess, like their their executives, Meng Wanzhou, I believe her name oh. is. Yeah, Meng Wanzhou. Uh, she's being held in BC. She's got this like beautiful. Uh, like condo that she's staying in. She's got a ankle bracelet on full-time security staff, blah, blah, blah. She's on house arrest here while she's waiting extradition to the States. And they've like put that shit off for about a year now. And China's response was to go out, pick up two Canadian citizens, charge them with spying and put them into a dank fucking dungeon, which they've been there for a year. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah, so, they've been charged with spying. So, and they're not going to release them until Canada releases uh, Meng Wanzhou. But then the states won't fucking take her. So we're sitting here with this person we're holding for them, and oh we got God. two of our people in fucking Chinese jail. You heard it here first, folks. TikTok will no longer exist. Right? I I think we can all get behind saying fuck TikTok if it gets two Canadians out of jail. Right? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, so this this story is hilarious because I feel like this is a I don't know, and a lot of people are saying it's like um, one of the things that is going to boost Trump in the reelection campaign. I don't I don't know if this is going to help him because I think all the millennials who already didn't like him are just going to have more fuel. They have all these TikTokers coming out saying that you know they're supporting their family, family of 10, 15 people uh, with what they with the money they make on TikTok. But Jesus. What, what, what's getting me is like TikTok has gone a little crazy. Not TikTok, sorry. TikTokers or fans of TikTokers. I don't know what they're called, but um, I, I heard a great, great phrase. They should be we called. We just their... definitely aged ourselves. We don't even know what they call themselves. <laughs> you know, they're on the TikTok. Yeah. No, it's not what it's called, old man. <laughs> well, it was the Facebook at one point, you know. <laughs> Oh, let me send you a poke. We'll see how you're doing. <laughs> um, fans of TikTokers, TikToks, yeah, I feel TikToks. they could be called TikTarded. 
That I stole that one. I should, that told, I stole that from your mom's house podcast. But it's fucking hilarious, and I stand by it being ridiculous. Um, so what they so fans of TikTokers are going out and he's putting these big compilations together and flooding the internet of them um, without out there on the world to see, just so people understand. Like this is a platform where creative people are being very creative and doing cool things. Unfortunately, the response has been horrible because most people who are who don't know about TikTok are too old to give a fuck about TikTok and just call it stupid. So it's actually backfired a lot of the campaign to save TikTok, uh, oh as, w- as well as a, a whole bunch of porn sites have put together all the best naked TikTokers. And I was like, well, you know, there's a little bit of this. There's a little bit of this conversation for everybody. So let's just get at it. How hard would it be to dupe that whatever TikTok is, right? You already have the basics of, like, I'm sure plenty of people uh, have been on it, but, like, create an app that pretty much emulates it. I'm sure you can get around the copyrights and whatnot, you know? Like, yeah. what's the Adidas to this Nikes? Like, you know, just, it's, it's interesting because there's a big rumor on the on the internet saying that the uh, ex-creators of Vine, uh, as, long, as well as one of the part owners, who is Justin Timberlake, not spawn this, but yeah, I think he bought like the remainder of Vine, or maybe it's MySpace. I could be wrong on that, but it doesn't matter. Um, the hot rumor is that they've created another app that is like TikTok, but American and also slightly different. So the old creators of Vine have started this new thing, which is so interesting because you said it earlier that like this is basically just Vine 2.0. So there's a, I can't remember what that the new Vine was called. But that's, it's popped up on my Instagram three or four times on my feed. So I'm like, oh, there must be something to this. So maybe there's a conspiracy theory out there that they are kind of fueling the uh, – fanning the flames about this um, Chinese government taking your information uh, argument. Oh, yeah. Just like push it to the point that they can like slide in and like, oh, yeah, well, we got something yeah. just like TikTok. You can just come over here. Exactly. So I think, I think there might be something to do with that. Excuse me again, but I don't. Can I, I, I uh, like go back a second, man? Did yeah. you say like these TikTokers are saying they're able to support their families on these videos? Yes. Jesus yeah, um, Christ. My, yeah, I watched this whole video on this dude. I think his name was like Michael Chan or something like that, and he, he's like one of these dancing kids, right? But apparently, the the way that you're able to edit on this and his dancing, I guess, has just been like a big deal, and I guess sponsorship and. And everything else that comes with it. I don't know if I don't know if TikTok has ads in it. I don't know how they rev, they create revenue, but yeah, yeah. I was looking it, at uh, what is it called there? Um, Twitch. Yeah, I knew Twitch was big. I had no idea. There's a college near me that's offering a uh, esports management course. Uh, it's a three or four year course, business course, where you can go in and learn how to manage events. Uh, you know, Twitch streams, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's a legitimate college too. Like I went there for my wastewater <laughs> diploma. It, it's wild how big esports is. And, uh, Toronto Maple Leaf future legend, Mitch Marner just bought into two esports Toronto based teams. Like I, so he's now one of the owners of it or part owners of two. I can't, I can't remember what they're called. The, the Toronto, uh, ah, fuck. I can't, they have two E teams based out of Toronto and he's now part owner of both of them. 
So I know we've talked about some like pretty heavy stuff so far, and uh, just since you mentioned the Leafs, I know Montreal won. How did uh, how did Toronto do in their first game? Well, it was a very hard hard fought battle, and uh, it was zero zero for a long part of the game. And uh, yeah, you know, it's you know what you just gotta see how it turns out. If they play like that, they won't be playing many games. But uh, no one's starting the parade route already. You know, the, the parade route has been fixed. We're all good. We're all ready to go. But, <laughs> Every uh, kid has their crayon little map. <laughs> From here to Kenora, bud. <laughs> Just cross country. As long as Toronto expands, cross country. Everybody's in those little Pope mobiles with the like bubble over top. Just keep yeah. waving. It's going to be like the saddest parade ever if the Leafs win this year. Uh, no asterisks on it if you yeah, win. Anyways. Yeah. If all those people out there saying that this isn't like a real Stanley Cup, you're crazy. This is better than a Stanley Cup. All teams are healthy. You know how many teams go in there? Like, oh, if we had our number two centerman, we've been fine. Like, these guys are all healthy. Everyone's ready to go. No one's injured. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. Yes. And, like, there's a little bit of rust and stuff like that. But that's going to make for the most exciting hockey because, you know, some – some third liner is going to get a couple of good bounces, get their confidence back early and then become a goddamn legend where they could have just faded away into obscurity in the normal run of the mill business of hockey. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, I think it's great. And we had some people chicken out of the not for 30 hockey pool this year, just because they're like, oh, I just, I didn't know enough about it. Well, don't worry. Like everybody feels the same way. It's not like you're the only person left out of the loop. Everybody's left out of the loop. So, I I love it. I think it's great. I think it's like let let's get this going. Uh, by the way, just so you know, uh, your Montreal Canadiens are currently losing their game uh, halfway through the game. So suck it. Mm. You know what? That's okay. <laughs> you you got to win the first game. That's the main thing. Yeah. And like. Okay. You come in, you're strong, you know, like Pittsburgh, they've got a couple of good guys. Like, I'm sure that the guy that was hawking Wonder Bread still has a couple good years left. But uh, <laughs> Montreal is in it for the win, bud. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We'll, we'll have to we'll, talk we'll, off we'll, there, maybe get a good yeah. thing going. Okay, so I want to go back to my TikTok versus Trump thing because oh, yeah. I, here's, here's the dilemma I want to put you in. I want you to play the role of Donald Trump. And I'm going to be the guy who comes in and tries to tell you about the situation to get you to, to get you going for how you're going to like figure out like what the, what this platform is and how you're going to explain to the people that we're going to go to war against China for this. And I, I just think it's like, okay, we can either we can either act it out or we can just be a fly in the wall because I can't imagine being like, like running Mr. Trump, or sorry, President Trump. Uh, I got to bring this to your attention. There is this uh, app that's made in China where kids dance half naked uh, to music for like 18 seconds. And it's like very popular. It's a Chinese app. And I was just going through the the uh, agreement issue. And it was just saying that basically we can steal all the information from your phone if we want and sell it to third parties. I don't know why China thinks that they can come in here and do something I was already trying to do. Yeah, I, I don't know, know how you would even fucking act that out. Can you imagine the 45-minute goddamn conversation of trying no, to explain what TikTok is to fucking Trump? They're, like, showing him videos. He's like, why are kids dancing with their arms like that? They look like flaming tube men. 
Like, what is I, it? I don't. YouTube. I don't have a Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this what? Is this the internet? Well, it's like YouTube, but it's not YouTube. Okay, so it's YouTube. So is a YouTube American? Yeah, yeah. The, the so YouTube. stealing our stuff? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. First of all, we we should not do Donald Trump impressions. They're they're both pretty rough. Aaron Schlupp has yeah. got a good one. We got to call him in for that one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I the, the the whole the, I can't even imagine the the poor sucker who had to tell Donald Trump what TikTok was, and then try to give him enough knowledge so he could actually sound somewhat confident talking about it. That poor dude or dudette, whatever. I just I can't imagine the shit show that that was. Well, with everything going on in the fucking states right now, for like the one guy being like, "Hey, sir, we have some like really serious problems." Uh, I know that you decided to send secret police to Chicago and Portland, and like people realize that was really awful. And uh, there's a hundred thousand people getting sick every day. And he's like, "Yeah, but." This fucking TikTok, man. <laughs> like, sir, um, China. they are stealing information, but like everyone's losing their home and doesn't have jobs right now. Yeah, yeah, but like, look at this fucking dance. N- no, yeah. sir, sir. Um, yeah, everything's crashing down and there's a lot of fires right now. <laughs> Tell you what's on fire. Yeah, fucking Twitter. <laughs> everyone's on this TikTok pussy. Now. This Let's pussy. You gotta grab this fucking pussy. Yeah, just grab him by the pussy. That has nothing to do with anything, sir. <laughs> uh, pl- please stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fucking insanity. That's your fucking battle. And like, I, I, <laughs> the fucking, it's even back to the Ellen thing. Like, there's enough fires right now. If she's like a mean person at work and like by her being mean is just like super fucking rude, is that really shit we want to tackle right now? TikTok yeah. Ellen. <laughs> the world is literally yeah. on fire. Yeah, no good is happening anywhere right now. Please do something other than attack an app that seems to bring people happiness. Yep. He's going to turn it into that it's some kind of business move and it was the best business move of all time because Yes, it's, man. It was amazing. <laughs> all right. Oh my god, what a fucking guy. It blows my mind. It's just it's just one of those weird things that blows my mind. It's just out of all the things, and I'm sure it has it's tied into trades with China, it's tied into re-election campaign, it's tied into keeping Donald Trump in the news. It, it just blows my mind. Yeah, well, I think to your point, because I hadn't thought about it that uh, that way before. You had mentioned like, well, he doesn't give a shit about the millennials. They're not going to vote for him. So he goes after TikTok as like a business move to get rid of fucking uh, the other Chinese embargoes and bullshit. And he has a secondary a- aspect of winning over his fan base even more. Right. But it's just- who's going to like who's the other option if you like go for Biden? They have not painted a great picture of him and they've had oh. all this time to find a backup like charismatic replacement and they were refusing to yeah so it's like it's a who the fuck are these kids gonna vote for they just won't go out and vote again and he's just laughing all the way back to a fucking re-election yep yeah you're nailing it buddy um you've never done this on the show but greta john and i and aaron chalupa usually play a couple rounds of the chewy app uh this is what i was talking about earlier we stole this from the michael rapaport i am rapaport podcast uh, check it out. He's got a lot to say. 
if you like Mike Rappaport as an actor, you are going to love him as a podcaster. Um, so what this, the Turi app is, if you haven't heard before, is you're allowed to post up any random questions and those questions then get agreed or disagreed on. And then a percentage percentage is shown with where your answer lies. Does it make sense? Yeah. Your very first exposure to the Turi app. I am. Let's see if I can be of use. Okay. So it's a simple concept. You either agree or disagree with one of the questions. Once you give me your answer, we may or may not have a spirited debate about that answer and then get into the breakdown of the percentages of people who maybe voted with or against you. Okay. All right. So this is kind of a unique question, and I'm just going to read it the way it's phrased. Um, here we go. Totally kills my boner every time. Hashtag sex. Putting on a condom kills the mood. Agree or disagree? Disagree. All right. I swiped up. 27% disagree as well. I would have to, I, you'd have my vote too. It, it doesn't kill the mood for me. No. I'm just happy so, to be there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy question to be shit. Yeah, let's all be safe and have fun. <laughs> okay. So, question number two from the Truy app agree or disagree? Actually, so in this case, it's not an agree or disagree. It's a swipe up or swipe down is the answer. So the question is, would you rather swipe up, date a princess, or swipe down a sex kitten? I assume it's a a person who really likes sex and not sex with a kitten. Uh, Well, that makes it tougher. (laughs) All right. When you're saying like a princess, are you talking like – Sweet, kind-hearted, like uh, fairy tale princess, or like someone that's like high maintenance. I'm I'm gonna guess uh, probably high maintenance. High maintenance, like probably a nine, probably a nine, but probably high maintenance too. Both sound like a lot of work. Um, <laughs> I guess swipe down then. How about you? I would probably swipe down as well too, because um, yeah, looks fade and uh, sex drive really, you know. If you're if you're funky, then you're going to be funky. All right. Funky so uh, we're going to say agree, which is sixty nine percent. This has to be face. Nice. nice. <laughs> I voted for Donald Trump and plan to do it again. Uh, well, he didn't win the popular vote, so I'm going to say disagree. Disagree. Seventy-four percent of people also disagree. Wow. Yeah. The most basic of bitches think that shit like liking spicy food is a personality trait. Agree or disagree? (laughs) I completely agree with that. I mean, it's really hard to argue. Like, how many people have you met that, like, make an arbitrary choice about, like, fucking something, like... They wear a stupid hat or they like a certain kind of food and that defines who they are as a fucking person. And it's like, come on, man. There's so much to this world. You don't need to be hat guy. <laughs> you don't have to be the vegan guy. We've got enough of those already. Right? All Congratulations right, so you- on being vegan. But like, what do you also think about Game of Thrones? I don't know. Like, tell me something about who you are. So eating plants just- isn't a fucking <laughs> personality god damn it so you agree i agree okay 
Damn, 79% also agree. I'm on fire. Man, savages out there. Having sex with a prostitute is not cheating. Disagree. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> is that a question? 81%? What's that? Is that a question, though? Like, like uh, it's just like flashlight or something? Well, grammatically, they didn't put a question mark, so it's actually a statement. So, What do you think? All women with short hair are secretly gay. Absolutely not. I disagree with that statement. The pixie haircut, because I grew up in the 90s, has a special place in my heart. Very few girls can pull it off, but when it's done right, mwah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> As a hairstylist, I fully endorse that message. <laughs> okay, so you disagree. Disagree. Seventy-six percent of people also disagree. Wow, I know what the people like. You know what? I agree. The nineties were a great time for women's short hair, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> we'll do a whole episode on it. <laughs> Tim, if I catch my significant other masturbating, would I be turned on? Hmm. I would agree. I guess that's going to highly depend on what they're masturbating to. If it's or like with. crush videos or something like that, I think you've got like big concerns. But like you walk in, it's like a cute moment or something. Maybe. I'm going to go agree. I, would, I agree. Um, as long as they're not using like a cucumber or like... Dis, dis, like as long as they're not defacing any vegetation, I think I'm going to be okay. Seventy-eight hmm. percent of people also agree it would be a turn on. I think we're hundred percent on with everybody else right now. We are fucking sheep, man. Hell yeah, we'll exploit hate- that for money. <laughs> Get on our Patreon. We away. like everything everyone else <laughs> likes. Yeah, support me supporting my bad habits. <laughs> I hate throwing away good food so often I end up overeating it instead. Disagree. I uh, I would agree. I hate throwing away good food. Um, and I don't necessarily... Well, maybe I do. I, I would agree. You're going to disagree. Let's see who's right. 82% of people agree. Damn. Yeah, there you go. You got to strike, my man. Y'all fucking I lie. guess you're not as fat as you thought you were, Tim. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, my God. I'm going to get Tim. really into CrossFit this year. Full vegan, full CrossFit. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't eat uh, anything yeah. that casts a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat anything with a face. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't eat anything without a face. Truly wants to know, Tim. I have fisted a woman. Agree or disagree? Oh, oh shit. I gotta go disagree. Um, I've tried. I've never been able to fist a woman. I've tried, though. Huh. Um, so, so we both disagree. <laughs> 94% of people have also disagreed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's hey, not, like not by any lack of, of trying videos, but man. I got wide hands. <laughs> it, oh my God. 
I got I think, these I think, dainty little stubby fingers, but even still, I don't think anyone wants that shit. <laughs> you know, I, I think Chewie might be asking the more provocative questions later in the evening. We, we're, we're recording this late, and um, this next question's a doozy. If the fisting one wasn't didn't didn't get you going, this one might. If you eat the pussy, you might as well eat the ass while you're down there. Agree or disagree? Hmm. I'll go yeah, in the meantime. Well, agree. Agree. Yeah. Whatever she's into. Well, I don't want to create, uh, equate a pussy to an asshole, but like, yeah, if I'm down there. They're neighbors. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this might be the closest one yet. 55% of people agree. If you're down there eating the puss, you might as well go to the boots. You're down there for her pleasure anyways. Exactly. Do yourself both a favor. Tim, True wants to know. Agree or disagree? I, I don't understand the stock market. Oh, 100% agree. No one fucking knows what's happening there. I'd have to agree with you. 59% of people claim they don't understand the stock market. Do your taxes, doing your taxes is a grown-up version of having a final project due. <laughs> fucking, I know people are going to say agree, but I disagree. It's fucking, what, 45 minutes on, uh, on like, fucking TurboTax or some shit? It is not a big deal. I'm going to disagree at a principle, but I think people are going to say agree. I, I would be one of those people that said agree because um, I don't really fucking understand it, to be honest. All right. You said disagree. Yeah. You get a T4 slip, you just put in the numbers. 33% of people also disagree. All right. Those are the good people. This is kind of a weird one, but we're going we're gonna to do it. This might be our second last question. Okay. Salads need to be the perfect temperature. It's it's a problem when the salad is too cold. Fucking first world problem for sure. Fucking disagree. Like, are we talking like you've got ice on there? Because then that's not well made. But if it's really cold, who the fuck gives a shit? How long is it really going to be that cold for? All of three minutes? Yeah, like the family guy joke about like you buying a salad from the pizza place and they stick it on top of the pizza. No one wants hot lettuce. I'll still <laughs> eat it. But yeah, yeah, too cold of lettuce. Holy shit. No, disagree. this is a, this is actually our closest one. I also said disagree. And 47 percent of people also disagree. That's crazy. That's crazy. 53% of people, you know what? That's why people don't like salad. They can't figure out the temperature. <laughs> oh my God. Buy yourself a chopped salad. They're four bucks. You throw everything in there. It's delicious. You're done. You're going to be fine. And Tim, no joke. The Troy app has crashed. I can't open it back up. This will be the end of the tree segment of the show. Oh my God. We blew off the rust, man. We're back in the game. Feel loosey goosey. It's the edible. It's these couple beers. I'm good. When are we gonna get Nam back together? We're gonna work on it. The people have been asking. Uh, just a busy week for everybody. So hopefully, hopefully by next week for sure. I've got a busy week of podcasting. I'm very excited. 
Um, so I, I'm building some, some shows on. Well, I have uh, for the first time ever, Milky Cabrera of uh, the mustard, the mustard gang, the mustard boys, the tar, the tards, the mustards. I don't oh, really know no, what they're calling yeah. themselves. He's coming in studio for the first time. He's actually going to be the first non-relative in this studio in like four months. Nice. Yeah, so that'd be kind of cool. He's going to be uh, joining. He's going to be, excuse me, oh, actually, yeah. So he'll be uh, sitting down for the first time with Miss Six, who's also making her come back into the studio. And um, we're, we're going to start a brand new sub-series. But it's not a true sub-series. It's going to be just like a, a show that we do off the main network called Milk and Cookie. And uh, <laughs> we're not... <laughs> We're, we're not exactly sure. Uh, it will it will bring us back to our 2019 roots, the things that 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 helped us win the 2019 uh, most outstanding adult series uh, at the Canadian Podcasting Awards. Uh, we're gonna kind of reach back to our roots and talk about some whack things. So hopefully it'll be good. It'll be a little bit different than you're used to. It won't be long form. It'll be like a short show. But yeah, we're uh, we're starting that this Thursday, so it should be good. That's awesome, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. So um, I have them on Thursday and then I think we're going to do some I'm going to try to get some Blue Jay stuff together, but I don't think I don't think it's going to be ready for another couple of weeks. Plus, um, a little tip, a little, a little peek behind the curtain. The NA30 podcast may be bringing on another sports themed show, but not nothing's really worked out yet. But we're working towards something sweet a little collaboration in the air. I like it. Hoping, hoping, man. We got some young guys on the other side that are really doing some good things, and we uh, we got a little contact, got some ideas up in the air. But without without blowing my load too early, I'm just gonna hold the rest back. Awesome. Well, and not to sound too self-serving, if anyone's listening out there that hasn't taken the time to uh, give the the network uh, a review on iTunes, it helps a lot to get us a little bit of exposure. So, you know, not to. Not to sound like all the other fucking shows doing that self-marketing shit, but... uh, Don't forget to like and smash the notification bell. (laughs) If you jump on iTunes, you let people know about us, we can keep growing and bringing people on and doing these cool new shows and, you know, just growing whatever this is as we move forward to another year of great adult series. Award-winning adult series. Yes. We're we're just just hoping to um you know get back into it's so weird tim i had this weird conversation with my wife because i was telling her about how much i missed podcasting consistently and not to let too much out of the bag i don't think it's any big surprise but um with with tim and aaron and the guys from mustard all the other shows on the network uh it's really allowed me to have more time with my family and that's really key but as much as i love my daughters and my wife i also really love podcasting too and i don't necessarily feel like one should be let down because of the others but i my goal is to just have some more content that i can be proud of and and, and kind of do stuff that people got hooked into it listening to i guess if that makes any sense but Absolutely. um does. yeah man so so my goal is to kind of um that's something yeah. i've been kind of taking a look at myself as far as like uh picked up a couple of new shows and looking around and like i'm starting to see the very corporate prepackaged selling people shit stuff come through on podcasting and it's like 
even some of the shows that I love or have been around for a while are starting to get into more of the marketing thing of it all. And it's something's being lost in it where it's not so much about like, Hey, I did something really cool or different with my time. And this is something interesting that I love. Yeah. It's, I, I get you like take the time and do something you actually care about or think is good. Yeah, it, it, it's wild how, how you get so distracted with everything else. Or if someone tells you, oh, I've got I've got a shortcut for you to use, it, it just when it's just too generic, it just it, it takes away from what, what us as podcasters have been doing. You know, we're, uh, we're going on this October is going to be our fifth year doing this. You know, wow. Tim, well, you're, you're two years in now. And it's like, you know, we're, we're taking a lot of time just to try to build something for I mean, I always joke around and say, like, I'm just making a podcast that I think me and my friends would listen to. Uh, and that's kind of grown to now. It's like I want to make a podcast to keep people incited to what's going on in my life. And that's just all, all I'm trying to do here with uh, with life as crazy as it is already. Hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, buddy. Um, yeah, but this was a wild one. You guys don't know because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do an imag- amazing job editing this. But we got disconnected a couple of times. We had some issues, but I think it was more often than not. This was quite the roller coaster. Hashtag smod coaster. Maybe the name of the podcast. Shaggy, knock it <laughs> off. Well done. <laughs> Smooches. Nitty bitches. Yes. Uh, All right, buddy. Tim, the Midnight Owl, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. And remember, I was trying trying to do your catch line, but I should probably give you the heads up. Remember to always... Don't forget to out at the moon. (laughs) Y'all, don't forget to out at the moon. I don't exactly know what that means, but we'll discover it along the way. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.